For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Uh, interesting show today. We got um, some things we want to touch on um, and recap of what happened in Australia in the month of January, a little bit into the month of February. And then we're moving on from Australia. It feels like we've been talking about Australia for quite a long time, and it's going to be nice to be able to, um, as fun as Australia is and as fun as uh, the Australian Open and the uh, ATP Cup was in Australia, it will be nice to move on from Australia and move on to bigger and better things. Not quite clay court season yet, but we're moving that way a little bit. Um, we're still in hard court season. There's a lot of hard court tournaments happening right now, but um, right now there's still, um, like I said, most mostly indoor Hard court because it's up in the um, Europe area where it's technically winter time now, and um, but there are some interesting things going on uh, as far as charity. We'll touch on that, but um, I'm going to start with the recap a little bit of um, the last month and a half ish, month ish in Australia. Um, I think one of the biggest things I take I took away from uh, the Australian Open series this year and everything that happened on that continent and around that continent was um, the Australian bushfires. There, um, it was a big impact on a lot of people close to the game, a lot of people in the game, um, and just a lot of fans and people who um, enjoy the sport of tennis in Australia. And I've said this before, I'll say it again, um, Australia is such a big part of tennis players' life. Um, it's the way they start every year. They start every year in Australia, New Zealand, around that area, and it's the first major of the year. And the first major of the year always has... A lot of eyes on it. Um, it's the first major, so everyone wants to get their points right away. If they were good last year in the Australian Open, they want to re-up those points that they did last year. Um, there's just a lot of pressure and a lot of eyes on the Australian Open every year because of it is the way you start your year. Um, they say it's not how you start, it's how you finish, but no one wants to start um, bad right off the bat. But um, it is such a big tournament for everybody, and I just want to recap the money that was raised by the sport of tennis. Now, there's a lot of people in the world that were donating. There's a lot of people, um, Red Cross people. There are, people, are firefighters from the United States that went over there um, to Australia to help with the bushfires. But in my eyes, and I know this is biased because, um, one, this is my podcast. Two, I'm a tennis fan, um, and I cover it. So, But tennis had to be one of the leading donators. Um, the sport of tennis itself um, and the timing of the bushfires and the timing of the Australian Open and ATP Cup and the series and everything had to be a big contributor to what was happening in Australia. 
um, and the money that was given to the relief, whether it was to the bushfires and fighting them or it was the animal relief. Um, just to name a little bit of what the sport of tennis did, um, Roger, and Rafa, Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal donated 250000 just between them two. Um, I know Djokovic donated a lot. Serena, uh, Nick Kyrgios, and Sharapova donated a lot. Kyrgios and Sharapova did by aces, um, and I know there's a lot of other players who followed suit with the aces, um, said how many aces I get at the ATP Cup or in the Aussie Open. I'll donate. John McEnroe gave $1,000 for every single set that Nick Kyrgios won, and that was in the first round, so he gave a pretty penny. Um, Sverev said if, if he Alexander Sverev said from Germany if he would have won the Australian Open, he was going to give all his winnings, but since he didn't, he gave $10,000 per match, which amounts up to $50,000 that he donated to the Australian Bushfires um, Relief. And then one of the biggest things was obviously the Rally for Relief. Um, the Rally for Relief that was held, um, I believe, in Melbourne at Rod Laver Arena for the relief, for the bushfire relief. That's where, I mean, you had Serena Williams, Caroline Wozniacki, Raja, Roger, Rafa, um, Djokovic, Kyrgios, um, McEnroe. I mean, everybody was there. Every single big name um, within the top 10-ish Um they were there. Sverev was there. Sitsipas was there. I mean, everyone was there, and it was such a good event. And they raised um, damn near five thousand or five million dollars, way more than five thousand, five million dollars um, for the relief. And I'm saying um, this is just a rough estimate from how much money was raised, but I bet there was close to seven, eight million dollars raised throughout the course of the Australian Open and throughout the Australian Open series, which um, includes the ATP Cup. And for the sport of tennis to give that much money, and that's a sport that's unlike any other in the United States, um, the guaranteed money is not there. And I know you can say football doesn't have guaranteed money, but football has a lot bigger money than tennis does um, for the fact of for just playing the game. A lot of these players who make a ton, a ton of money, um, it's also from endorsements, and that's half the battle. But um, the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, the MLB, all those players make a ton of money just to play the game itself, and then whatever they make on endorsements is bonus. And tennis is not like that. And for tennis to donate that much money out of their pocket for the tennis players too in a sport that's nothing is guaranteed um, says a lot about the sport. I mean, the sport appreciates where they go, they appreciate um, a, lo a lot of the places that they stay, spend a lot of time, even though they may not um, live in these areas or visit these areas for a long time. They do appreciate every single stadium, every single city that they go in. And this just shows how much they appreciate it. And um, I can go back to, I mean, Federer and Zverev going to South Africa um, for, or not South Africa, South America for a little bit in the fall and winter. Um, just to give those fans a little bit of taste of what tennis is all about now. And so um, it's all about the fans. It's all about the communities. It's all about the countries that um, may not get as much love. And in my eyes, that's what makes this sport so special. And I couldn't be happier to um, not only cover this sport, but be a huge fan of this sport and um, the way that um, these players carry themselves second to none and the way that they support everywhere they go. Is amazing. Um, let's move on to. I want to talk about the match in Africa. Um, if you don't know anything about the match in Africa, it was a charity event that Ro or Roger Federer 
held, and it was a match between Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal in South Africa. And they had, I don't even know where to start. They had 51,000 people attend this match. They had some celebrities there like Trevor Noah, who is South African, and then also Bill Gates. And this was a high, highly anticipated event. Um, Roger and Rafa both posted about it a lot. Um, Rafa kind of had a busy week or so there. He went to Kuwait to start his Rafael Academy in Kuwait, um, bringing it out of Spain a little bit. And then um, and then he flew down to South Africa, and that is where he, um, he met Roger Federer for the match in Africa. There was a lot of press behind it, but I think the cool thing is, is they played doubles. It was uh, Bill Gates and Roger Federer against um, Rafael Nadal and Trevor Noah. And it was a lot of fun, you know, back and forth. Um, there were a lot of jokes in it. If you go online, you can see a lot of good videos of like uh, Trevor, Knowing was, or Trevor Noah was mimicking Rafael Nadal, how he like picks his butt and then he like scrunches his nose, like hits his nose with his thumbs and then he puts his hair behind his um, ears and then he does his whole routine before every serve and then Roger started mimicking a little bit. Um, I don't know if Bill Gates was a little out of the loop in this one because um, he's a little bit more older, but I think Bill Gates is very uh, involved in what's happening down there and the charity that goes into South Africa, and I think that is a big reason why he was there. And then they played the match between Rafa Nadal and Roger Federer, and Federer ended up winning in three sets, which I believe they, pro they probably do on purpose um, just to get more tennis in, and if they could play three, three out of five and not get exhausted, I think they would. Um, but overall, I think it was a good event. I saw a lot of highlights on it. Um, it was kind of on during the day here in America. And so I kind of missed a little bit of it, but, um, it looked like a good event. looks like they're both having fun. And I think this is another cool thing about the sport of tennis, which I kind of touched on a little bit earlier, but these guys, these tennis players, these women, um, a lot of them are good friends off court, which I think makes it special. Um, there's not a huge, the, the egos of these people don't really get in the way of them. And I think that's another big thing about the sport of tennis is egos set aside. These Everybody's there for the same reason, and everybody understands the struggle. Um, in basketball and the NBA, they talk about it's a brotherhood. Yeah, but everyone talks trash, and there's so much petty stuff that happens in basketball. In tennis, not that much. There'll be a little bit with Nick Kyrgios and Rafael Nadal, but at the end of the day, like these players are really for each other, and they're really for the ATP, and they're really for the WTA, and they're really for growing the game together globally because that is the power that tennis has that a lot of other sports don't have is they do go global a lot and they do play global and they do attract global attention from everybody and I think that's something special with the sport of tennis and I believe that they do it very well um, they go to charities all over the world they play exhibitions which I also think is big being able to play an exhibition match and it not be a joke which I think happens a lot. Now, the other sports, sports they can't play an exhibition match and it not be a joke. I mean, look at the NBA All-Star Game. Look at the, the MLB All-Star Game is kind of good, but you need someone to pitch really well. Um, and then the NHL All-Star Game is kind of a joke. Um, that's probably the closest one to it. And then obviously the um, Pro Bowl is, I don't want to say it's a joke, but it's a joke. Um, so I think that this is so powerful for the sport of tennis. I'm super happy they did it. It was really good. They donated uh, or they wrote raised $3 million. Like I said, there was uh, 51,000 people there, which breaks the record of how much were there in Mexico City, which Roger Federer in the last four, three months has been a part of the two largest crowds in history, which is Roger Federer. That's the most Roger Federer thing ever is being able to attract crowds like that, um, which he should. 
he should, Djokovic should, Rafa should, Serena should. Um, some All the biggest names should be able to do that. Um, let's move on to actual tennis. Um, a lot of tennis that's actually being played. There are some ATP 250s, and I want to give a big old shout-out to Gems Life himself, uh, Gael Monfils. Gael Monfils ended up winning uh, uh, Montpellier, and he won that title. Good for him. Um, I told you he's been playing well over the last year, um, ever since like July. And there were a lot of good players in this tournament. Um, Dimitrov was in it. Shapovalov was in it. Um, Felix Auger Aliassime was in it. Karina Busta. Um, and then there was, uh, David Goffin and Monfils and Pospisil. He beats Pospisil and yeah, Monfils beats Pospisil in the final seven five six three. A uh, good tournament overall. I think the big names kind of got got out early, got upset early, which is kind of a bummer. But um, for the mo- for the most part, I think it was a good tournament. And um, but there's some better tournaments to happen. Um, let's move on to a couple other tournaments. I think one that everyone's looking forward to right now is the ATP five hundred in Rotterdam. Rotterdam is in the Netherlands, and the top seeds of this one are Daniil Medvedev. That'll be good. Uh, Stefano Tsitsipas, Gael Monfils will be there as well. David Goffin, um, Fabio Fagnini, um, and then Roberto Batista Agut, Audrey Rublev, and then Denis Shapovalov. And they've already started this one. Uh, Yannick Sinner is there as well as a wild card. Look for him to do something special. But um, Daniel Evans won first round. This one's still pretty new. Um, he beat Cole Schreiber. And then there is Batista Gut, um, one first round, and Carino Busta. They'll play next round. Uh, Batista Gusta versus or Batista Gut versus Carino uh, Busta. And then the biggest match where a lot of people it was getting a lot of attention was uh, Denis Shapovalov was playing uh, Grigor Dimitrov. Denis is ranked eight. Grigor was not ranked, and this just finished not too long ago. Um, and on Tuesday and Grigor Dimitrov won that one, six, three, seven, six, my front runner to win this one. I'm going to put, um, I think I'm going to say Audrey Rube. No, I'm going to go Sitsipas. I think Sitsipas can win this one. He's on the bottom of the bracket. Um, Shapovla is out now. He might get a little, little pushback from David Gaffin, but I think overall this one might be, uh, Stefano Sitsipas to take home. Um, other than that, there's not a whole lot going in the tennis world right now. Uh, St. Petersburg is next. There's some 250 uh, Rio de Janeiro, which is going to happen February 17th. That'll be a good tournament. Um, Argentina, all those tournaments down there are kind of rolling right now. Um, though Buenos Aires, that one is what I'm talking about. Um, I guess we can talk about that one. That one's got Diego Schwartzman, um, Pella, Chorich, um, not a lot of big names. Casper Rude is in that one. Um, not not as many people are headed down to Buenos Aires to play this year. Um, but like I said, February is a little slow. March um, beginnings start slow, and then Indian Wells and Miami really ramp up the end of that one pretty well. And then it goes on to April, which is Monte Carlo. And then next thing you know, we're at the Roland Garros at the French Open at the end of May. So we will keep you updated on those. We will keep you updated on Gems Life. I They haven't really posted much on it. Um, there's not a whole lot to pay attention there right now. Um, Gail Monfils is too busy winning tournaments. That's what I'm talking about, Gail. Um, but other than that, 
Uh, I appreciate the listen. Once again, if you want to sponsor this, you can reach out at Believe um, Podcast, B-L-E-A-V, or you can go to Believe.com or reach out to me for topics, guests, anything you want to know. I do know that there is a guest coming on in the next month or so. He's real excited, um, and then we'll probably hopefully get another one on in this lull season that is um, the off off season, and we will talk things, um, all things coming up, which is Indian Wells, Miami, and a lot of other good a lot of other good, good, good things happening in the tennis world. But if you want to, you can reach out to me at Jacob Sersosimo, um, C-E-R-S-O-S-I-M-O on Instagram and Twitter. And other than that, have a good rest of your week. Enjoy Valentine's Day with your loved ones and uh, take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.